Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. Just understanding that we have muscles in the face and the same as in the body, and we train the body, we exercise the body, so let's do the same in the face as those muscles are going to lose their, their strength, lose their tone, and then the skin's going to sag. That very simple concept seems to just have that almost like that light bulb moment. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello friends, hope you're doing well. So this week's episode, I am the guest. So I was on Gemma Beresford's Mindgasm podcast last week and she very kindly let me share it here on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. So I am going to be chatting in this podcast a lot about how face yoga works, all the benefits of face yoga. Um, I talked to Gemma about how my journey began, how I cured my chronic illness, illness of ME, exactly what face yoga is and how you can do it. I talked to her about what the best age is to begin face yoga. We talk a bit about facial tools, gua sha versus jade roller. We talk about creams and serums. Then we get a bit more specific and talk about puffiness under the eyes, how to reduce the number 11 lines or frown lines between the eyebrows. Gemma also asked me about my advice and tips for acne sufferers and how we can get our very best skin. I talk a little bit about my favourite pillow to reduce sleep lines when you wake up, which is the sleep and glow pillow. So I've put the link in the show notes and also you can use the code FACEYOGA10, which is all lowercase for $10 off that amazing, amazing pillow. And it's great because if you're a side sleeper, you'll find that you won't crease your face up. So in the morning you wake up without any sleep lines and also you have the option on the sleep and glow website to get one which encourages you to be a back sleeper. So I am working towards getting used to that pillow. I have both pillows, the one for side sleeper because I'm a side sleeper, but I have the one which helps encourage you to be a back sleeper. So I sort of flip between the two. And I also talk in this episode a little bit about acupressure points that you can easily do at home. So before we get into the episode, just a little reminder about our teacher training program. So if you would like to become a certified teacher of the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method, which means that you can teach face yoga to groups and individuals anywhere in the world, online or in person, then there's lots of different options for you. You can do it completely distance learning where you study in your own time, your own place. You do a written assignment at the end and then you do a practical assignment via Zoom 
Zoom with either myself or one of our fabulous super trainers. You can do one-to-one training where you do a big chunk of your training over one day via Zoom or Skype with one of our super trainers, or you can do it as a group course. So the group courses aren't happening quite as much at the moment due to COVID, but we do have a few options for group courses if that is something you are interested in. So you can go to faceyogaexpert.com slash teacher training for all the information on our teacher training course and you can become part of our amazing face yoga family. So let's get into this week's episode where I chat to the wonderful Gemma and tell her all about my favourite face yoga moves. Get ready to get your mind blown. Listen in as I interview new guests each week to share their knowledge and experiences on subjects we all wish people spoke more about. Covering all things health and wellness, you'll be sure to experience the best mindgasm you've ever had. Today, I am joined by Danielle Collings. She is the world-leading face yoga expert and best-selling author with over 15 years' experience teaching millions worldwide. Danielle joins me today to share her extraordinary journey of how she overcame the illness of ME using natural and holistic methods and shares everything we need to know about what face yoga is, the benefits and which are her favorite face yoga exercises. Hello and welcome to the Mindgasm podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? I'm doing really well and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. You're so welcome. But uh, yeah, so today we are going to be talking about all things face yoga. And I must admit, I've had a lot of people asking me, what on earth is face yoga? Which is something I imagine you get asked a lot of times. But before we do go into what face yoga is, I just want to strip it right back and understand a bit about your journey and how you came into the face yoga world. Because I'm sure maybe it's not something that when you were 16 years old, that face yoga was really a thing. Like, how did it begin? Well, it's interesting you said, you know, when you were 16 year olds, it's not something you'd think you would do. And you're completely right in that. But something I knew actually from a really young age, from sort of maybe five or six that I wanted to teach I wanted to help people so I thought that would be through the very usual way through teaching in schools you know being a primary school teacher that's what I always had in my mind that I was going to do yeah. and actually I went to university and did my degree in education and English literature so I was going to go and teach in schools because there was a part of me well a huge part of me that knew I just wanted to go and help people yeah um, but after I left university, so I mean, we're going back, I'm almost 39, so we're going back a lot of years now. So when I was 21, I left university and I became really unwell. So I got glandular fever and then I was diagnosed with ME. Oh my God. So I was really unwell to the point where I was housebound and bedridden a lot of the time. I was in chronic pain, um, pain through my whole body, um, pain in my glands, brain fog. I couldn't do probably more than about 10 minutes of any activity, of any exertion. Oh I was struggling to even walk to work. Just after I left university, I got a, an office job, an admin job where I was trying to sort of decide what I was going to do. And I couldn't even walk to work let alone do a full day's work and when I was diagnosed the doctor said to me there's not a huge amount we know about ME we don't really know how to help you overcome it there's not like a magic pill we can give you that's going to help you just get better it Mm -hmm. may be something you live with for the rest of your life it may be something you just get over in a few months or a few years and I was so determined to overcome this. That must have been so difficult to hear, to have that uncertainty of when or if this was ever going to come to an end. 
Exactly. And it was definitely scary at the time. But I also had huge determination inside me to get better. And actually, I was somebody that was very stressed. I was very much a sort of perfectionist. I would have pushed myself in everything I did. I was definitely quite unhealthy. Yes, I did exercise, but I definitely didn't look after my mind and my body and eat and drink the right things. Mm-hmm. So I knew this whole culmination of healthy and stress, un- unhealthy and stressful lifestyle combined with the, the virus that I got contributed to, to this illness that was affecting my immune system and my nervous system. Mm-hmm. And somebody recommended to me, why don't you try a bit of yoga? Now, I'd never heard the word yoga before. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. You're like, so, yoga? Is that like a chocolate bar? Like, what? <laughs> so I got myself an old school sort of VHS videotape. I mean, this is going back 18 years ago now. Um, on yoga, and because I was a lot of the time bedridden, I couldn't do a lot of poses. So it's generally gentle breathing, gentle stretching that I was doing. And as soon as I started to do that, there was like this little glimmer of hope that actually I could get better. I could heal. The breathing started to calm everything down. The stretching started to take away some of that pain I was feeling in my body. And that really opened the healing journey for me. I then looked into so many other things I could do. So I got help from lots of other different holistic therapies. So acupuncture, acupressure, had a life coach, even simple things like having massages. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really started a healing journey on myself, so understanding the power of the mind, how things like positive thinking, affirmations were really important to help heal my body, um, changing the way I ate. For me, it was cutting out things which were really causing a stress in my body. So like I said, alcohol and caffeine really cut down sugar as well. So all these things made a huge difference to my healing. And by doing that, within 18 months, I was completely recovered. I was healthier and happier than I'd ever been in my whole life. And oh my gosh. I knew that I'd gone through that journey for a reason. So even though it was really lonely and really um, painful at, at times, I knew that the reason I'd gone through it was to help other people. So whether it be people that had gone through a similar illness and wanted to learn simple techniques to recover, or just people that wanted to be healthier and happier, um, using lots of these techniques that I, I'd used on myself. So I then went to train um, as a relaxation therapist. That was my first training in time. I trained as a yoga teacher, did training nutrition, face massage, um, well-being coaching. So did lots of different trainings and started teaching a lot of um, relaxation, meditation, yoga classes, which was great. And I was loving that. And it really felt to me like this is this is what I should be doing all my life. You know, this is what I've been waiting to do. And yeah, I mean, there's another little story about how the face yoga part of that came. Oh my gosh, this is enough of a journey as it is. Um, just to pause a second. So had the doctors said to you, because of all the changes you made in your life, that was enough to get rid of the ME? Or was it just because the symptoms had gone? Like, how did they diagnose that you've got rid of it? Well, symptoms had disappeared for a significant amount of time. They can then say, oh, well, you have got over the illness. Wow. Because they could have diagnosed it through blood tests to, to, to check different um, viruses that you've got in your body but also a range of symptoms that you're suffering from. And actually, because 
didn't have those symptoms anymore, you know, they were happy that I was happy, really, and I was able to, to live a, a life. But interestingly, even 18 years later, I'm still super careful um, with my health and with my mind and my body because I do know that some people do relapse. Um, I'm very lucky, touch wood. You know, I, I, I've never got anywhere near that. And I don't believe I would because I'm so in tune with my body now. If I do start to feel actually like we all do sometimes, you know, stressful, run down or um, unwell in any way, then I know just to pull back a little bit, give myself even sometimes just a few hours or a day or two just to look after myself, rest, you know, I spring back again. So um, I know I'd not get to that point again, but I think that even 18 years later, it's probably my biggest motivator of living a healthy lifestyle. I guess the thing is, because of our human nature, sometimes when something serious happens to somebody else, it doesn't always give us the wake-up call that we need. And in actual fact, we need it to happen to us, which is such a shame because there's so many experiences that we could learn from other people without us having to go through it ourselves. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's amazing, the fact that you were able to cure yourself and get rid of all your symptoms from these changes that you made to your lifestyle. Yeah, that's crazy. So you did the yoga, you did all these different teacher training courses associated with that, which obviously must have been a lot of fun going through all the different processes. Then where did face yoga come into it? So I was teaching a lot of yoga, um, a lot of relaxation classes, and this is going back you know, 16 years ago. So remembering that the skincare industry, the wellness industry, just wasn't where it is now. Mm-hmm. And clients were saying to me that were coming to my regular classes, I love what yoga's doing for my body. It's toning up my body. I'm fitter, stronger. I love how I feel calmer in my mind. I'm dealing with stress better. What about my face? Can't you do something to help my face? You know, can I tone my face in some way? Or I wish I could get rid of this stress I'm holding in my face. And interestingly, when I trained as a yoga teacher, I remember so clearly thinking, how do we learn everything about the body from the neck downwards, but nothing about the 57 muscles in the face, the head, and obviously, of course, the neck area. So there was always that little missing link. And I did training in face massage, too, which is obviously to give people treatments because I'm really interested in the face. And though it was lovely to give people treatments, two things really. One, it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. I like teaching people. I like giving people the tools in their own hands. But also secondly, I noticed that people coming for a treatment maybe once a month, once every two months, they're not getting the results that they should be getting because actually we need to be doing that massage on our face every single day. So unless they would come for a treatment every day, which let's face it, nobody would do. Everybody um, would everyone, love to. <laughs> exactly, everyone would love to, but it just doesn't happen. So it's a whole culmination of these things. And the reason I mentioned the industry was so different 16 years ago is actually there wasn't a huge amount out there, either natural or more invasive than there is now. Um, so people were really searching for something, particularly people were looking for something natural in their faces, mm-hmm. were massively searching for something. So I started to do a lot of research. I did research into techniques which have been used for thousands of years in, um, in yoga, so in Ayurveda, in Indian medicine, in traditional Chinese medicine, um, shiatsu techniques, which um, originate in Japan. So I did a lot of research into those age-old techniques, but also started to research 
how our face is composed, understanding the muscles in the face, the skin, the circulatory system, the lymphatic system. And of course, I drew on my training and as a yoga teacher and in face massage and nutrition, brought all of this together and started to create a method. So I started just by teaching little bits at the end of my yoga classes or the end of my one-to-one sessions with my clients. And looking back, that was such an important part of really honing my method because I was doing, obviously, I had done a lot of research and I had my training behind me, but actually trialing it day to day with real people, I think was probably one of the most important things I did Mm -hmm. in creating my method. Um, And they were loving it. They were starting to see results. Um, they were doing it between sessions. I would do before and after pictures. And then I was like, do you know what? This is something I need to share with the world. <laughs> That's very much sort of locally based then. I live in Bath in the UK and I was teaching there and I've never done anything nationally or internationally on, on any in any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applied for um, to, to teach a class at the, the yoga show, the Om Yoga Show, which at the time was in Olympia in London. And said, you know, I'd love to do a class on face yoga. I know it's very different type of yoga. You haven't had anything like this at the show before. Would you like me to come? They, much to my surprise, said yes. I remember actually them posting a letter to say yes. How crazy is that? Oh, my gosh. Actually posting a letter seems so official. And went along to the yoga show thinking, oh, my goodness, nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows what face yoga is. Is anyone going to come to this class? And over 100 people came to the class oh my gosh crazy I printed off probably made about maybe 20 or so little cds I made at home and they like sold out in I don't know a few minutes but that was the first thing that I did on a national scale and then the over the last sort of decade and a half um I've been very lucky that that's that's become even more international so crazy Do you think it's the, the fact that people are seeing the results is what keeps them to it? Or do you think it's because it's something different and it's not really been heard of before? Like, because obviously when you first try it, you, you, don't, you do it, but you don't see the results instantly. So you need people to stick with it. Like, what do you think it is that got people's interest? I think it's lots of things. I think um, the first sort of wave of people that definitely started doing face yoga with me were people already interested in yoga and wellness and holistic health. And it was almost like the icing on the cake. You know, it just made sense. You know, we tone the muscle in the body, let's tone the muscle in the face. We relax tension in our body and mind, let's do the same in our face. So I think from that point of view, if you're already into that, you just sort of get it. Yeah. I think actually if you don't come from that side of things, just understanding that we have muscles in the face the same as in the body and we train the body, we exercise the body. So let's do the same in the face else those muscles are going to lose their, their strength, lose their tone, and then the skin's going to sag. That very simple concept seems to just have that almost like that light bulb moment. It's so true. And it's really interesting because you do have that light bulb moment. Like when you refer to your face just as another muscle, like the rest of the body, then it's kind of like, of course, like, why wouldn't you train it and work it out in the way that's appropriate? But you obviously, you don't realize it and see it like that. So you get forgotten about. Yeah, more people get it now. And I think also once people start doing it, you're right. You don't get results first time around. I mean, you do to an extent, particularly the massage, you know, you can see an instant lift when you do the massage, which is motivating in itself. But I think because it 
feel so good first time around. That is what keeps people doing it. And then, of course, within a week or a few weeks or sometimes a few months, depending on lots of factors, people then see results. And when you see results, that, of course, is the most motivating thing. That's the thing that you get addicted to. You're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want this to ever go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But I think feeling good with something motivates us more than anything. You know, if we do genuinely think oh my gosh it feels so good you want to do it even more than the aesthetic side of things so if you were to explain to somebody who had never heard of face yoga and they're currently listening and thinking what on earth they're talking about how would you explain it in a really simple way well face yoga is a natural way of helping us to look and feel healthier have more youthful skin have glowing skin and it has five aspects to it so face exercise face massage acupressure, relaxation and well-being. So I can very briefly just sort of tell you how each of those areas work. Um, The first one, face exercise, as we've already said, we know when we exercise the muscle in the body, it tones, it firms and it lifts the skin attached. Same principle applies to the face. So we're toning and strengthening the muscle. It's going to help to smooth the skin, lift the skin. Um, Amazing for helping the face to look toned. Second aspect, massage. Lots of people know of massage, whether it be for the body or the face already. So it is just applying principles that perhaps we may have in the treatment to our own faces with our own hands. It's going to help boost the circulation. It's going to help with lymphatic drainage. It's going to help with relaxation. And all of these things help the skin to look lifted, to help it look smoother, really help the skin to look healthier, more glowing, helps reduce things like puffiness, dark circles, bloating in the face. So lots of benefits to the massage. Third aspect is acupressure. So this is applying pressure to specific points in the face. And this is, again, wonderful for the circulation, has really great benefits from an aesthetic point of view, but also loads of wellness benefits. So pressing certain points can help things like sinus problems, headache, stretch, jaw tension, lots and lots of deeper benefits to the acupressure. Fourth aspect is relaxation. So relaxation is about letting go of stress in our faces. A huge reason why we get lines and wrinkles is because we repeat those stress-related expressions. So maybe it's pulling the air between the eyebrows in, maybe it's tensing the jaw, maybe it's squinting the eyes, over-raising the eyebrows. When we learn to relax certain muscles in the face, we soften existing lines, but we also prevent new lines coming. So relaxation is as as important as the strengthening. And then the final aspect is well-being. So this is all about everything starting from the inside out. When we are looking after our mind, looking after our body, this shows on our face. So an important part of my method is everything from how we're eating, um, drinking lots of water, getting sleep, reducing stress, how we're talking to ourselves in our minds as well. So it's a really a holistic approach to lifting the firm in the face. So much to it, isn't there? Wow. There's a lot of benefits like, like he spoke about. But do you feel like it does give that same result as what you would get with Botox? Um, well, I mean, I haven't had Botox or fillers myself, but just observing it in clients, absolutely. And the lovely thing about face yoga is the results add up over the days, weeks, years. And something which many people who've had Botox or fillers have said to me, 
is Botox is great maybe a few days later, you get great results. And then after a number of months, it starts to wear off and your, your face starts to go back and you see those lines and wrinkles starting to appear again. So it's sort of like a, a bit of an up and down roller coaster, really. Whereas face yoga, if you're consistently doing it every day, you're helping to gradually smooth the skin, lift and firm the skin every day. So each month that goes on, you're getting better and better results. The results aren't as instant if you were going to get Botox within both if you get Botox within two or three days, you'll see all lines disappear. If you're doing face yoga, it will take longer. However, you can make all lines disappear if you're doing it repeatedly, you're doing it regularly and you're dedicating yourself to it. So there's definitely more of a dedication aspect compared with going down a more invasive route. But because it gives you the control in your own hands, you can do it easily every day. It's completely natural, completely risk-free as well. Um, It's wonderful to do. And actually, because it feels good, like I said earlier, it it motivates you to keep doing it. You actually look forward to doing it. It's a lovely little pampering treat rather than, oh, this is another thing I have to do. Yeah, I suppose it's it's not a quick fix, but you have that long-term benefit if you're doing it over time. Would you say that, how often would you say you need to be doing it? Do you need to do it every day or could you do it, say, two to three times a day? Or what sort of commitment level do you need to do to see the benefit? I would say every day. I mean, you could do six days a week if you wanted to, but doing something almost every day would be the best thing you can do. And I would say start small. So start with maybe a minute or two minutes, pick a few key techniques like in my book for example each technique is just one minute Mm -hmm. so you could pick maybe like one or two for your problem areas start with that and then build up to a longer routine if you can do sort of 20 to 30 minutes every day and get in a habit of doing that and do it you know while you're watching tv in the evening you know do it while you're laying in the bath you know do it just before you put your makeup on once you just put your skincare on you can think of little points throughout the day where you can do it you don't need to necessarily roll out a yoga mat and sit quietly (laughs) however if you can do that that's wonderful you know if you could do it in quiet using your breath as well you're going to get great benefits but to keep it realistic do it when you can you know if you think to yourself well actually I do at least watch 20 to 30 minutes of tv every day do it while you're watching tv you know that that's a great time to do it like use it use your time that you have already that's being used that you don't need any extra time to make time in your day like anyone who says they haven't got enough time to be doing it if you're doing something like watching tv which i'm sure we're all a sucker for netflix then that's a great time to be doing it do you um, what tools do you need because i've obviously there's a lot of mention around the jade roller and the gua sha but uh is those the right tools that you need or couldn't can you just use your fingers you can just use your fingers i mean i like jade roller i like a gua sha but you don't need those. I always say that those tools just add on to your routine. So it's like if you're doing exercises for the body, you know, all you actually need for exercise the body is the body. You know, you don't need anything else. However, we do often like, you know, adding a bit of gym equipment in, or if we go to a yoga class, adding maybe some blocks or straps or different equipment, because it just gives you a bit of variation. Sometimes it re-motivates you. Um, and also it does work. Those that bits of equipment do work the body in different ways. And then these, these tools do work the face in different ways. But I would say start just using your hands. And if you want to add in a jade roller or a gua sha, 
there is beautiful benefits of this. And I would say something which they do, which the hands don't do, is you get the lovely crystal healing benefits. So if you're into crystals, you know what I mean. But each crystal holds its own benefits and its own energy. So, for example, if you're using a jade one, it's very renowned for anti-aging. Or you may use a rose quartz one, which is really renowned for helping to promote self-love, very good for sensitive skin, or like a clear quartz washer is beautiful if you're stressed, if you want to soothe the skin. So they all hold different benefits. So I like adding in tools for sure. And I'll use some sort of tool every day. Um, I don't use all the tools I've got every day. So I guess you'll be doing nothing but face yoga if that happens. Um, but I use something every day, but it's always hands first for me and then adding that in as a sort of an add-on. Yeah. Would you say out of the gua sha or the jade roller, one's better than the other? Like if somebody was like, I'm going to purchase one, but I can't purchase both, which would you recommend? Ooh, they're both good. That is a hard choice. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one, I probably would pick a gua sha. I do. Uh, that's what I would choose myself, but it's really close. Um, yeah. But I would say if you're very new to any massage in the skin, maybe you've not done face yoga, anything, start with something like a jade roller or a rose quartz roller all of these tools by the way are on my website so if people think oh where do i get them and where do i get good quality ones they're all on my website um so i'd start say start with the roller because it's just that little bit gentler you'll get a lovely circulation boost you'll get the crystal healing benefits you'll find that you really help with that lymphatic drainage but it's not too harsh and also you really don't need to a huge long tutorial to learn how to use it you can just very simply roll it over your face just working upwards and then down the side and neck the gua sha if, if you're already used to doing a little bit of massage for the face or you want something just a little bit deeper maybe a little bit more lifting and sculpting then go for the gua sha but if you're very new or you have very sensitive skin start with your roller and then and move on to the gua sha but if it's up to me i'm about both of them for sure <laughs> One in one hand, one in the other, ready to take on the world. What creams and oils and stuff do you need? Like, can you, do you have to use anything or do you have to like use a moisturizer? What would you recommend? So ideally you want clean skin and you want to apply a serum or oil. And the reason I say a serum or oil is this allows you to have a little bit more glide in your skin, particularly when you're doing a massage part of face yoga or if you're using a gua sha or a roller. If you use a moisturizing cream, this tends to sink into the skin very quickly. So you don't have that glide for as long. So a serum or oil is great. Um, I've got a beautiful serum, which is called Fusion by Danielle Collins. It was made for us by an amazing skincare specialist. It's all credited by the Sword Association, organic, vegan, and just is perfect for face yoga because it's got enough glide but it's not too greasy so the lovely thing about a moisturizing serum like that is it actually gets into the middle layer of skin or dermis because most moisturizers just stick on that top layer of skin because the molecules aren't small enough to get into the middle layer um, a lot of oils will just stay on that top layer but if you're using a moisturizing serum it's actually getting into the middle layer of skin which is where your collagen and elastin lies which is where all the good stuff happens a lot of people have been wanting to know if you can spot focus where you get the benefit. So can you choose whether it, you use it on, say, your 11s, between your eyebrows, or perhaps around your eye? Um, or is it a little bit like with losing weight that you can't decide where you're going to lose weight? It just kind of helps everywhere. So you're right, you can't spot reduced fat. And that's something I, I feel like I say like once a week. We can't like pick an air 
area of the face and think, right, we're going to burn fat in that area, but not burn fat in other areas. If you want to lose fat in the face, it is just about overall weight loss, healthy eating, same as when we're talking about the body as well. However, what you can do is you can tone up specific muscles. Same goes for the body. You know, you can't pick, I don't know, your thigh and say, I only want to lose fat on the thigh, but nowhere else. That doesn't happen. But you can say, I want to tone up that thigh muscle. And it's the same for the face. So you can tone up, for example, around the jaw area. If you've got a double chin, you can tone the muscle in that area. If you've got the double chin because of excess fat in the body, then of course it is just about balanced, healthy eating, exercise to, to lose the excess weight. Number 11 lines tend to come because of repetitive expressions. So pulling that area between the eyebrows in repeatedly. And then as we age, we tend to, um, the collagen and elastin production in the face tends to reduce. So we don't have those plumping agents, which means that the skin isn't bouncing back like it did perhaps when we were 18 years old. If we would pull that area in, it tends to sort of etch into that skin for longer. So one of the best things you can do is, first of all, try and train the face to relax that muscle. It's called the procerus muscle between the eyebrows. And you really want to focus on it regularly and try and relax it as much as you can. One of the ways you can relax it is through doing daily massage on it. So that really, really helps. Just simple things like using the index fingers and massaging upwards, um, even pressing that acupressure point between the eyebrows really help the circulation there, help the muscle to relax. But you will notice by learning to relax certain areas like that area between the eyebrows, you'll soften lines that are already there, but also you're preventing lines getting any deeper. Have you seen people completely make their 11s disappear like from doing this process? Absolutely. So when people learn to relax that area and also when they're doing the regular massage, the massage really helps to soften those lines. I've seen many people reduce those lines. Oh, that's definitely reassuring, I'm sure, for a lot of people. I find myself personally, I show a lot of expression when I talk because my eyebrows do a lot of moving. And so naturally I can already see some lines come in. So I've got my guasha ready <laughs> to be using on the regular. <laughs> And the other thing to do, a really good way to train your forehead to stay stiller is just placing a hand onto the forehead and just practicing moving the eyes up and down and side to side, but keeping that forehead muscle relaxed. And you'll start to train your face so you can express more with your eyes, but keep this area relaxed. It's really worth doing, particularly if like you, you haven't got any lines there yet, but you know you could be prone to them in future. This is the best time to, to retrain the forehead to stay relaxed. I'm so going to be walking around with my hand on my forehead for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> Do you think that there is a perfect age that you should be starting this? Or is it one of those things that no matter how old you are, as soon as you start it, you will see the benefit? The best age to start is the age you are now. So literally start wherever you are. So if you're 20, start now. If you're 45, start now. If you're 75, start now. It's like with the body, you know, there's no age where you can't strengthen a muscle or you can't let go of tension. You know, you can do that at any age. And it's the same with face yoga. It's never too late to strengthen a muscle. It's never too late to help drain excess toxins and lymph from the skin. It's never too late to um, do in yoga what we call um, help the prana or in Chinese medicine it's called the chi. So help that subtle energy to flow more effectively. It's never too late to do any of these things. So start where you are now. 
Amazing. And would you say that this also applies to both men and women or is there any uh, differences there? Men and women can do it. Absolutely. Just start today. That's always what I say, you know, just get going with something. Um, Pick a few techniques. No matter how old you are, whether you're male, female, um, that's the best thing you can do. Just get going with it. Do you think that um, if you were to stop, how soon would you see it kind of reverse? Let's say you've been doing it for maybe... I don't know, three to six months and you're like, okay, I'm in a good flow. For whatever reason, you get out of the routine. Does it bounce back? Does it go back to what it was before? Or does it, is it quite gradual as it is to come in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. So if you suddenly stop, say you dedicate it for six months and then you decide to stop for four weeks, it's not like your face is suddenly going to drop. Um, <laughs> What will happen is you may just feel a a tension start to build up because day-to-day stresses will start to build up in your face. Um, Maybe you may start to see that the muscle tone is gradually starting to decline because you're not training those muscles every single day. But you have muscle memory. So once you get started again, you often find that the results come fairly quickly and normally quicker than they did first time around. Same with the body, really. That's interesting. I knew about muscle memory for the body, but I didn't realize it applied to the muscle in our face which now makes sense now i'm saying out loud but at the time yeah completely absolutely i mean muscles in the face are muscles in the body really i mean they are composed slightly different many of them are smaller um many of them attached to the skin so there's a few differences here and there but generally same principle applies people who suffer from acne is face yoga something that could help benefit them or is it actually something that they should avoid just because of the irritation of the skin no absolutely so i mean i feel for anyone that suffers from acne as a teenager and even going into my sort of early 20s i was a huge acne sufferer i mean really bad cystic acne over my face my back my chest everything um so i really feel for anybody suffering from acne and actually acne affects our mind in many ways as as much as our our face because it really can affect our confidence so the lovely thing about doing face yoga because a lot of it also includes breathing includes positive affirmations is really about promoting that self-love just that alone is really great for someone with acne. Mm -hmm. From a practical point of view, if you are suffering from very live cystic acne, what you don't want to do is start massaging over that area that's very inflamed already. So I'd avoid any massage on the inflamed area. You can still do facial exercises because you can work the muscles underneath the skin. You're not actually directly touching the skin then. You can definitely do acupressure points. So even, for example, if I was pressing the acupressure points on the outer edge of the nose area, just where the nostrils are, so there's a lovely point, you can even do it with two fingers. Um, Say, for example, I had a lot of acne on my cheek area. Just by pressing that, you're helping with the circulation around that area. You're helping with the prana or the chi, the energy flow, which is really going to help with acne issues without directly working on that area. Another nice tip for acne is you can keep your gua sha if you are using a gua sha crystal. Um, I would say a clear quartz or actually even a rose quartz is very nice. Um, If you suffer from acne, keep it in the fridge and then just place the cold gua sha just directly on the flat side, just directly over your acne and just hold it there just for a minute or two. The coldness is going to take down any inflammation. The crystal healing benefits are really going to help the acne overall. And it's just a gentle way to improve the circulation without aggravating acne how long do you have to press for 
usually about 30 seconds you can press and then you can massage one way and then the other for about 30 seconds. Is there like a key area on the face just I could go to? Well, if I was only going to choose one acupressure point, again, this is hard making me choose because I, I like all of them. But actually a really good overall one is our third eye point. So just between the eyebrows, just gently pressing there. And we're just holding there. And it's really lovely if you do this just before bed, when you're stressed, you can use it. You can close your eyes. You can breathe deeply. And pressing that point and breathing makes a huge, huge difference to our stress levels, really helps us feel calmer but also it's a particularly good one if you suffer from number 11 lines there so I'd say that's probably my favorite sort of go-to acupressure point (laughs) sorry for making you pick it's like choosing your favorite child isn't it (laughs) (laughs) exactly just can't be done And so for anybody who's listening and wants to give it a go, you're just pressing right in the centre between the two eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. Be quite intuitive with it. You don't get sort of too worried or hung up on exact point. Just go for where it feels comfortable. Close your eyes, breathe, hold there 30 seconds and you can massage clockwise about 30 seconds and then massage anti-clockwise 30 seconds Do that every day, particularly, as I said, when you're stressed, which at the moment, obviously, stress levels, anxiety levels are through the roof with lockdown. So anything that we can do to help. Absolutely. I'm going to be walking around with my hand on my forehead, my finger on my pressure point of my eyebrows and a gua sha in my hand. I'm going to be like a new woman. So another thing I'd like to clarify with you is there's a lot of hype around using a silk or satin pillow for your face to help with wrinkles. Is this a thing or is this just a myth? Oh, absolutely. I'm a big fan, actually, of the right pillow. Um, So if you can use a silk or satin pillowcase, even on your regular pillow, that's going to really stop the skin getting creased in the night. It's also really good for keeping the hair smooth as well. Um, I'm a really big fan of a company called Sleep and Glow. So they do um, they do two types of really nice pillows. So I'm a side sleeper, which isn't good for the skin. The lovely thing about the Sleep and Glow pillows, it's got like little dips at the side of the pillow. So it means it sort of cradles your face without screwing up your face, which is so good. Um, and also they recently sent me, which is great, one that helps to train me to become a back sleeper. So it's got sort of big sides on it and then it's got a little bit so you can't turn onto your side now I'm still in training with this one I last probably about an hour and then I sling it off the bed and think I need my sleep more than this beauty pillow (laughs) I'm such a big fan of their it's called the Omnia pillow the one which is the the side sleeper and I know that I will that's my 2021 goal to get myself to back sleeping because it's so much better for the face but yeah if anyone wants to I've got a really good discount code by the way for um sleep and glow so if anyone wants to contact me or if you want me to give it to you for for everyone let me know yes, um, I will add it into the bio of this for anybody who's listening so you can use perfect. it perfect yeah just let Absolutely. me know what's the benefits of sleeping on your back for your face is it what's the reason like the science behind that because when we sleep, um, it's been shown in lots of studies that we actually crease up our face. And this same creasing happens night after night, which in turn, it means that these creases are etched into the skin. So a lot of our wrinkles, perhaps that we might see when we're, I don't know, in our 50s or our 60s, often come because of our sleep position. So if we can sleep on our back, we're not screwing up our faces 
at all, which is way better. It's also better for helping distribute the um, the lymph or the fluids in the face, because if we tend to sleep more on one side, we may find that we get more of a puffiness. I always get a puffy eye under one side, um, but don't get it so much the other because I tend to favor one side to sleep. So you get that fluid buildup under the eye. Whereas if you're a back sleeper, um, then obviously you're not getting that. But I would say take it in steps, use the pillow with the dips if you're a size sleeper first so you don't screw up and then in time train yourself to be a back sleeper and I'm on the journey with you on that (laughs) so with the puffiness that we get when we wake up in the morning is that actually because we've just been asleep and obviously the build-up or is that because of the position that we're sleeping in it's it's both and more Um, so it's definitely the position which we're sleeping in it's also just the fact that we are lying down. So even if you're a back sleeper, you'll find that there is a level of, of puffiness in the face, level of fluid buildup in the face, which often will disappear quite quickly as we get up. Um, use a gua sha or a roller first thing in the morning, particularly under the eyes. That really does help. Um, yeah. But also lifestyle is a big part of it. You know, if perhaps in the evening we've maybe had a really heavy meal. Maybe we've been drinking too much alcohol. Maybe we've had, been having too many salty foods. All of this can contribute to that that toxin or that lymph buildup in the skin, which means often you know we all know if we've eaten or drunk the wrong things the night before how our skin looks compared with if you've gone to bed early you've had enough sleep you've drank lots of water and you've eaten a nice healthy salad before bed (laughs) (laughs) yeah very true you do you wake up and you're like oh my god who am i exactly (laughs) with the um gua that would help with the puffy eyes as well Definitely. Leave your gua sha and your roller in the fridge. Get up in the morning, get your gua sha, just place it under each eye while it's super cold. Take down that inflammation and puffiness and then use your roller again straight out from the fridge and just roll underneath the eyes. And that routine can take you less than a minute and makes a massive difference to the face. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I feel so inspired to go do my face yoga straight after this call (laughs) with all my different hand actions. It is wonderful talking to you. So thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed your mindgasm. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Jembeza to send in any questions and be the first to find out who we have coming up next. Have a great day. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.